Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality, and you're naked and screaming. It's like... (laughs) Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm. And find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. It's a cosmic mix of the action of the 90s combined with the exploitation films of the 70s. But with modern touches, it's hyper-violence, but it knows that it is. It's a little bit Tarantino. It's definitely a little bit Michael Mann. It's kind of a cosmic gumbo. It almost moves to the beat of jazz. are genetically inferior, or they're culturally crippled, or they're socially deprived. How come God couldn't make everyone one color? Like tan. I wish I'd fucked a black broad before I got married. I could really feel 400 years of oppression and anger in every pelvic thrust. I can smell horny across an ocean. Oh. <sighs>
Not all women. Good for you, man. Good for you, good for you. Just the hot ones. Hello, Oprah. You're not allowed to go down on me for one month. No, Judy, please. make me take away your masturbation privileges. Yeah, I'm horny too, baby. Hey, Charmin, come on down here. Well, you want to exercise my dominance. Scaring. I'm getting a patriarchal urge. Me. Just keep doing what you're doing. We're a team. We work together. I don't know if you were paying attention. <laughs> I was. Please, goddammit! Just one more drink! I'll call your tits with a knife, you bitch! Five whiskeys. That's breakfast on the river. Yo, you have to clip it, Maze. Clip what? A fucking tiger? What are you talking about? It's not that hard. Just chop, chop, boom, out. Wow, Maze has a really hard job. <laughs> this is going to be the worst episode we've ever done. My people don't give a ding-dong diddly about what flag fly over Hawaii. You bore me, Fury. Where is the micro film? It's nothing but a bag of meat and flesh. Why didn't they just name him Spaghetti Lasagna? Fuck, this movie's two hours long? Not the whole thing. This is like the John Gruden emails of movies. Do you like ducks? Or a trench coat full of bees flying around? Like, that would scare me. Bees, bees are cool. That's a duck, man. No, I get it. Coolio. You're the devil's baby mama. I didn't lie, Annie. I just didn't tell you certain things. Don't play no reindeer games with me. An American ninja. What are you talking about? There is no such thing. gotten rich off of the people in this town. <laughs> you bet your ass I have. And I'm gonna get richer. Coglin's Law. Go into incredibly descriptive details of the story so we all know. Oh man, I wish I had better notes. Have you ever had such a pile of shit? Once I get a DVD player, I'm gonna watch Gallo Walkers once a day. Come here and give me a squudge. You know what to do from here, internet. <laughs> Alright, cool. Let me Google how to open QuickTime. Justice is blind. It's got space dementia. But it can be hurt. Time to find out exactly what this ooze can do. Pull the fucking rabbit out of your dick and phobe. I'm Temecula's newest hard on dog. Hey, look at here. Why don't we eat us a few thousand beers? You can tell me what's buzzing in the big bad city. Come on, yeah! I You, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out. Boss says they're in a crunch, another firm in the running for the Arness account. Todd wants to be the wingman. Wrap it up in a day or two. We cut to the golf course. Peter crushes a shot. Billy Shakes has a red visor on. And I thought that Zach needs to get more costume props for Boogie. Baxter. 
They don't like to wear costumes. What does he do? He just stands there. Just look like a bingo? <laughs> he stands there and is depressed. How can you tell when he's depressed? <laughs> he won't move around. Like, he won't go anywhere. He just stands in one spot. Is that what he does all the time anyway? No, man. He's lying around. He sits. He, yeah. When he stands up, that's when you know he's bored. If he just stands there and doesn't do anything and his head drops... Then I know he's not having it. Until like a delivery person comes by or another dog. Oh, then he's on it, man. Don't you dare deliver shit to my apartment. <laughs> he is on it. Especially if Zach's on the radio. If I'm on the radio, <laughs> if I'm on a podcast. Mrs. Arness doesn't tee up her own ball. She's been playing for many years. It's all about patience. She slowly and carefully lines up her shot, then hits a butte. She shanked the shit out of that. Apparently. Yeah, man. We don't know because we don't see it. And also, I have no idea what Steve Martin's reaction means. I didn't know either. It's kind of crazy that in a movie of caricatures, this woman is the biggest one. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> Message! <laughs> she beat him by 19. Yes. Come by Thursday, work on the contract. She's going to check with her secretary. He sees Charlene at the club. Can excuse himself for a minute. He's got to check on his kids. So he just leaves her in the golf cart. Cut to Howie. Down by the pool having some smart cocktails. I'd like to dip you in cheese whiz and spread you over a Ritz cracker for not being too subtle. Horny for life. Boy, you are some kind of freaky. Oh, you have no idea. You got me straight tripping, boo. Hey, he's so sincere. Oh, he is, man. Most sincere anyone's ever been. I'm a real deal player. Like, he really mean this shit. He spin. Salute to you, brother. I really mean it. She's on a date with Howie. <laughs> you feel me? She on a date with my boy. She's a felon. Says that super loud. That says Ashley walks up with her date in a wheelchair. What is she doing here? Put this back and forth. <laughs> Getting out of control. Get used to it, Twiggy. You're going to be seeing a lot more of me around here. Now without a broom in your hand. If I have a broom, it's only because I'm here to sweep up the white trash. Save it for the YMCA, Jemima. Bitch. I will kick the bulimia out of your ass. Have you, you ever had a temperate moment? Me. Why don't you just go back to the vodka bottle you crawled out of? Missy Pyle real ass off with the fake laugh. Mm -hmm. I did like the line, bitch, I'll kick the bulimia out of your ass. Never heard that before. Bruh, I got a golden dumpster nominee. She said, save it for the YMCA, Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> I... Was not going to put that out there because I'm not getting out of context cinephobed on that one. Save it for the YMCA, Jemima. <laughs> Allegedly. Same note, too. Whoa. Charlene agrees to let it ride because of Mrs. Arnest. And Charlene sees Ashley going to the ladies' room. So she turns to Howie and she says, hey, freak boy. And I cackled at this. That got me. Hey, freak boy. I'm going to go make myself a little more luscious for you, okay? Okay, precious. Charlene follows her into the bathroom. And threatens her. You keep disrespecting me. It's going to get rough around here. Back off, Shaniqua. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Back off, Shaniqua. You don't scare me. Charlene takes her shoes off. You must need a little more eyeshadow. And film noir, Ashley sweeps the leg. Lucane. Stunt woman sweeps the leg. Well, yeah. We got a fight. <laughs> I went a whole Mortal Kombat match with that same move she hit her with. Lucane, Lucane, Lucane. The stunt woman also kips up. You messed with the wrong wasp, bitch. Charlene uppercut, punch to the gut, headlock. Ashley blocks her, hits her a few times. Compliments of Tybo, two hours a day, five days a week. TOCB. Charlene whoops her ass some. Ashley comes back. Charlene breaks the wall and a door with her, stuffs her face in the toilet. 
Compliments of the hood, 24 hours a day, all my life. This is a long fight. Right. It went on a lot longer than I thought. A lot of punches thrown. I'm going to say this right now, man. She held her own against a convicted felon. Exactly. No, she gets her respect at the end. Right. Queen <laughs> thought that shit was sweet. She got a Johnny Cage. <laughs> you know, for a skinny white hoe, you're pretty tough. Kick Charlene across the bench. More fighting. Charlene hits her one more time. Hangs her up by the robe on a hook. Stunt woman. Ass off. Hanging there limply from the hook. She should have said equalized <laughs> too soon reference <laughs> later on she's all intimidated in the movie and i was like man i don't know man yeah that's a draw i feel good about round two yeah every round was 10 9 10 9 i wouldn't be ducking and uh she had the bruises to show for it though that's true queen latifah unscathed adjusts her jaw here which had a lot of bone cracking noises in this jaw adjustment but other than that she's fine she kept getting hit into the tile wall and shit. That's where them bruises come from. Mm -hmm. even. Cut to the sun trying to read with Charlene. He's reading Giant Jugs magazine. <laughs> Cannons, people. Big old boobies. Big old boobies. <laughs> Jugs with two Gs, one Z. Melon Mania on the cover and says, Jugs as big as your head. Nice. Double D cups. <laughs> I put my mouth on her nip. Nice. Like Polly Shore. <laughs> Peter gets upset, then realizes Georgie's reading words. I'm gonna kill you. I am so proud of you. I'm turning you in. I found it in your drawer. Come on, man. Yeah, that's a rookie move, man. I mean, you're getting all worked up over a fucking porno mag. Who has goddamn porno mags anymore? Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. You designed a house with fucking iPads in the walls. Yet you're jerking your dick like a goddamn pilgrim. That's right, man. I like to fucking read. Well, I am a grown man. I've hit the point 49 years old, and he's eight. Ass off. The way he delivered that was perfect. She taught him the details of the words, how to slow down, give him something stimulating to read. Dad, what's a rack? It's a country. That was a good return. Clever. That's also in the trailer. It says, can you just get rid of this? Or uh, just put it in my room because uh, I'll get rid of it because I have a special. And he just walks away. <laughs> she turns her disc man back on. Doorbell rings. It's Betty White. She wants her little dealer for poker night. Yes, ma'am. Tonight, she's going to teach him to bluff. And I think we need to comb your hair differently. You look like a bingo. I'm not a bingo. Whoa. I didn't say you were. I said you looked like a bingo. Boom, 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 boom. West side gun, fucking ad-libs. Drop one of Clues bombs. Drop one of Funk Flex bombs. Drop every bomb out there. Hiroshima, we see you. This Maze, shit was yeah. crazy. Maze, no, good I <laughs> Now you better get your stank asses up out of here before I cause a nuclear holocaust up in here, okay. fool. Well, let's go, let's go. Oh, come on. Now. Fool, let me Hiroshima and Nigasaki. Off the top, bro. The fine motherfucking Betty White. Woo. God damn. Woo. This was 2003. This ain't 1989. <laughs> this is 2003. <laughs> Drop another one of Clues Bonds, please. Thank you. Weezy F baby lyric right there. <laughs> Hard G on that one. Biggest G ever. Just then, a boy shows up to pick up the daughter, introduces Aaron. Told her it was important to meet the dad for taking her to his parents' house for dinner, and he's surprisingly okay with it. Oh, he's so polite. He'll have her home by 11, at the latest. They drive off in a bright red Camaro. Never trust anybody driving a car from Starsky and Hutch. Mm -mm. Automatically. Right. You in high school and you drive into the Starsky and Hutch car? No way. Come on, man. Hell nah, nah, you're right. What's the story? Film noir. 
guy hiding in the back. That's her actual boy. He's got a leather jacket and a nose piercing. No, no, Zach. That's not her actual boy. That's her actual 30 year old grown ass man. <laughs> and we have our second statutory rape scene oh, of this movie. For sure. Cause remember she 14, this motherfucker gotta be at least 33 minimum receding hairline, everything. Come on now. Right. Leather. Crystalia. Peter's moping around. <laughs> Market. <laughs> There's nothing to eat that. <laughs> you coming to a point? I'm hungry. Are you? You asking me out? She listened to Discman, by the way. That's what that bell was for. Now they're at a restaurant with a live band and dance floor. What is this restaurant? I've never seen a restaurant like this. This shit's so popping. Has there ever been a restaurant with a band? Not like that. It looks like a wedding. With stadium seating. Like a piano or a lounge singer, I could see, but it was like a 10-piece band. Playing the hits. There was a guy twirling a drumstick for no reason. Bro, everything was in that big dance floor, baby mamas. That shit was fire. Upstairs. That's where they send them. <laughs> Look at the legs on this wine. I'm telling you, this place is banging. Don't you just mean this is nice? Why the word banging make you so uptight? You know something? You're smart. If you just deign to speak English with what you learned on the internet and in prison, you could be a paralegal tomorrow. She doesn't think they'll let her in school. He says she's the kind of person they want. She doesn't want that life. Gets a wedgie just walking in his office. Everyone's all uptight, overworked, tired, stressed out, don't see their family. It's what people do. They work. Explaining it to black people. Hey, you should work. I'm like, okay. Exactly. Racist. Racist ass movie. I ain't want his shit he was talking about this whole scene. She compares it to jail. His phone rings. She grabs it and drops it in water glasses. She pulled that shit apart. POCB phones used to have a battery that you could pull off. Yeah, man. The kids don't remember this. Used to have a battery. This one died. Put another battery in there. We good. Throw a new one in. Yep. If I'm giving you room and board, I'd be down if you throw my cell phone in the goddamn. Through the water, yeah. I'm going to need $60 to $70 to replace this stat. It's okay, Juju, because he's already got another one <laughs> by the next time he needs it to ring. Right. A titanium one this time. That was also a time where it was like, people just didn't have that on them. Yeah, I've got one. I'll bring it every once in a while. You work too much. Probably why your wife left your sorry ass. Okay, Oprah, if you're so good at relationships. Why doesn't she have a boyfriend? Hello, Oprah. <laughs> the band starts playing Ain't Nobody. White guy with confusing hair twirling a drumstick, but he's not the drummer. And I'm pretty sure Michael Olo Candy's playing bass in the background. The Candyman. Ain't nobody is a banger. I mean, this is Mr. Biz. How you doing, Mr. Biz? What the hell is going on? What you mean, what's going wrong? I think we have Kelly's to. telling me that you're sleeping with another Market. woman. Just because you're sleeping with a doesn't mean. Well, if you ain't sleeping with her, why the hell you do it? Well, I could be just talking to her. You could be just sleeping with her. Market. Now, son. Man to man. Yes, sir. We both know the game. We do, brother. Wait a minute. And you don't. <laughs> All about heartache and pain. This is my goddaughter. Tell them. Tell the ass. Just trying to respect the heart. You may have been the moon of her, but to me, okay. she's a star. Why? Yes, sir. Kelly, take this phone out my hands. Oh, my God. Y'all know what it means. Supercharge all of that. <laughs>
None of that is okay. Juju, that's the social clip for next week. No. Yeah, baby. No, Sersky. <laughs> All right, Charlie wants to dance. Last time he danced was at his wedding. He can, but he doesn't want to. He says he's got moves. All right, here we go. Fresh off the top five worst dancers. Updated uh, boys. Uh, Where does this rank? We gotta redo <laughs> that list. <laughs> I am bumping James Corden as bust for Jones off of the list. He's gone. It is now Steve Martin. As Peter Sanderson, number four, top five worst dancers. Steve Martin said, look out for number one. Wow. Straight to the top of the lark as the worst dancer in cinephobe history. Damn. Boys, it's been done. <laughs> Lauren Hill has finally been supplanted <laughs> as the worst dancer in cinephobe history. Holy shit. Damn, Queen Lauren, <laughs> not the title. He snatched that crown. He's dancing like Elaine Bennis. He's doing the shoulder shit from Ferris Bueller, like... Judge Reinhold used to do that shit. <laughs> <Judge> <laughs> <Reinhold>. <laughs> so you ain't know I know that motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? It's more than one America. That's racism for me. I would have never <laughs> guessed you knew Judge Reinhold. Exactly. Salute the fast times. Uh, yeah, boys. We got a brand new number one. Check out <laughs> CT5. Yeah. She's trying to guide him. And wouldn't you know it, his ex-wife Kate and Ashley are there at dinner. Because there are only three places to go out in L.A. Mm -hmm. The country club, this restaurant. And down low. And they're <laughs> all at the same places. Kate misses him. Ashley's all bruised up. Ashley tells her to snap out of it. I'm snapped. I'm snappy. Her sister thinks she was hit by a car. Can't talk to a lawyer because she was jaywalking. And then in her makeup mirror, she sees them dancing. The ex sees it. Perfect reflection in this hand mirror. She's gonna talk to him and Ashley slaps her, tells her to sit down. She's so shook. I can't tell you, if I talk about it, gangster people will come to my house and cut me. Hard R on that gangster. She too shook. 10-9, You feel me? Kate says he almost looks like a fun person, then starts crying, because it must have been me. You know what they say? Once you go black, you never go back. I left. That was the perfect my ex in here. Let's act like we. Yeah. He hit her with the perfect one. Mm -hmm. Did y'all see his face while he dancing? He just got his mouth over the. Oh! He looked like he watched the video from The Ring a week ago. That's how his face looks. He was so into it. Salute to that boy, man. He had a good night. That was a good night for my boy. He is shit faced. He's drunk when he gets home complaining. He worked hard to give Kate a good life, but it backfired. Man, man bitches don't care nothing about that shit. Oh, bitches do too care. <laughs> Golden dumpster. <laughs> he stalks his own house sometimes. She says it's pathetic. P. Diddy. But knows how to get her back. Gonna teach him how to move. And she starts putting Barry White on the CD player. Just like the restaurant. What's happening right now? Peter is drunk. I'm already there. This scene is... Doesn't it feel to Barry? Talk like Barry. He thought he was about to scratch something. None of that sensitive shit. You gotta be a beast. Ride her when she bucks. He's struggling to pretend the sculpture is Kate. He does stroke the inner thigh of the statue's hole. Yeah. She says to use her. Grab her tits. He does. Steve Martin is a prop comic. <laughs> what are you going to do to her? I'm going to give you an aromatherapy massage with incense. No, come on now. Wimps give aromatherapy massages. I'm going to have sexual intercourse, baby. Sexual intercourse, baby. I want to have intercourse with you. Uh, ooh, yeah. Intercourse with you. Relations. 
intercourse with you. <laughs> she gives him, I don't know what those were, fake fruit or something. Things you would put in a decorative bowl. Cajonas Grandis. He puts the balls in his pants. Get in there, boys. Yeah, mama, you're going to be my tawdry little woman. <laughs> Hey, Chowmin, come down here. I want to exercise my dominance. I have a patriarchal urge. In real life, he was in there, though. Yeah, he was in there, man. <laughs> you feel me? She says, get the hump, and he pounces, then falls off the back of the couch. Eventually, she gets on top of him, says to be a beast. She says he found his balls. She's crushing those decorative balls into his real balls. All right. Got my own balls. Betty walks in with the sun right then. What did she just say? Man, bingo. Whoa. Lock it in. Mark it. Lock it in. <laughs> Mark it. The way she gasped it said, man, bingo. <laughs> I fucking died. That's what I'm saying, bro. Come on, man. I laughed my ass off. Give her a golden dumpster. Give her ass off. Give her everything. Wow. I'll bet it needed some dick in her life. I promise <laughs> to God. She is screaming right out. Right now, she needs some life in her life. <laughs> I got here too late, baby. You feel me? Hey, hey I could have. Got them, gave you a couple years on your life. You did. Got to work. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, indeed. What a tribute. Boss <laughs> says what goes on in his personal life can't affect the firm. They need to call attention to it. This lie, man. Guys, we were moving a statue and we lost our footing and we fell. My sister is under the impression that you were humping your nanny. Was not humping my nanny. Absolutely humping her. Literally. They explained Miss Arness expecting any instability on this part. It's bad. Charlene's talking to Widow about trusting Peter. Out by the pool. He's got spiderweb tattoos on his arms. He's wearing a denim vest. That's it. Hold on. Steve Harris is the thug boyfriend? Oh, yeah, man. Is this the first time he's ever not played a cop? That's a good question. Because that motherfucker's in a cop in every fucking movie, every TV show I've ever watched. He's a cop on BMF. He's a cop on Minority Report. He's always a cop. Bruh, and black does not crack because that motherfucker looked the, the same. same. Bruh. He just put on maybe 10 to 15 pounds. He is the exact same that he was forever. Right. Dude, he looks like Chubby Howard Bryant. <laughs> oh, man. Don't do that to his hamstrings. Don't do that. With them weak ass spider wheels on the arms. That's the weakest <laughs> tattoo I've ever seen in my entire life, sirs. Howard Bryant does love MCU, right? I can see him getting some spider webs on his arms. <laughs> Tribute to Spider Man. But he got spider webs tattooed on the arm right now, Howard Bryant. I promise he do. He probably got a goddamn Iron Man tattoo on their back. One of the funniest <laughs> things ever. Juju laughing at hamstring injury. Metal Art Media, we dropped the ball when it came to Howard Bryant and the hamstrings. We probably made a mockumentary. We got Adam McKay. We got Mike Sher. We got Bill Lawrence. We got the most brilliant folks in the world fucking with us. I'm pretty sure we can come up with something funny. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like different scenarios. What we think happened. First 48. We each have a theory, right? Like right. everyone in the company has a theory. Start putting them together. And we get a paid actor to say this scene is reenacted. A reenactment? Exactly. Steve Harris. We should get Steve Harris. Glad I mean said it. Salute to Spider or the Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's eavesdropping. <laughs> Something's afoot. She needs to know if things get rough. Widow won't run out on her. It's been waiting four years for this. Won't mess it up. They embrace. As she walks in, Peter scares her by sitting right there. He wonders if she's planning another heist and calls them tattooed people. So she's got a rose on her chest. She's barely tattooed. If you have a chest tattoo, you're a tattooed person. <laughs> and this is 20CB thinking only tattooed people commit crimes. TLCB. Before everyone had tattoos. You can't say she's only got a chest tattoo. You got a chest tattoo. 
You're tattooed. Tattoo on Tati saying B-I-G. <laughs> Today, that would be someone with like a sleeve. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't say if someone had one tattoo that they were tattooed. Full neck. Face. Face. Face tattoo. There's this dude that goes to the coffee shop that's blacked out his entire neck. Yeah, these days, if you had a face tattoo, then you not really good news. Mm-mm. That's tough, yeah. That's the limit, but... Besides, I'm one of the only good ones. There you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wouldn't... He's one of the good ones. <laughs> I'm one of the good ones. I wouldn't audibly phrase it that way to where you could have a recording of me saying that... Say what? Yeah. We're good. All right, let's move on. Look, haters, lame man, clip me any way y'all want to, man. We outside, bro. Zach, say it. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> the expositions, that's her old boyfriend trying to get back with her. Mm-hmm. Widow ain't been the best boyfriend. Now you suddenly care what I think? No. Maybe. A little bit. Makes her promise no more late night visits. Convicted felon's honor? Innocent. Mm. Convicted felon's honor. She teaches him how to dap. And so then Sarah calls, and this is a massive Connie Tenuity error. Yes, there's been a Connie Tenuity error. Because we cut from him being drunk to him at work the next day to nighttime again, and she's still at this party? Is she at a new party? Project X. That's what she at, goddamn. She's on YouTube right now. She wants to talk to Charlene. They've had no dialogue between the two of them up to this point. None! But she trusts her complicitly, wants her to come pick her up, corner of Venice and Canal. Charlene takes the bends and doesn't even ask Peter. That's a trek, by the way. Yeah, I was about to say, Venice and Canal is not... That's 30 minutes. Once again, these movies make LA seem like it's... They're deep in the hills somewhere, right? That nice house, everything... Maybe Brentwood, but more likely Bel Air. I thought it was Brentwood. The shit that Travis Scott be saying about. They went to downtown LA. That's a night, man. That shit far as fuck. Far as fuck. Also, I'm going to throw this out there. Venice and Canal, there ain't no house parties there. There ain't no houses. Well, it was an apartment complex, wasn't it? Uh, it's 2003 also. It was in high school. Oh, was it? Was it fucking... Dirty old man. Right. Yeah. Dirty old rapist. Oh, it's a shindig. <laughs> shindig. It was a shindig. <laughs> Aaron's not her boyfriend. Exposition that she liked his friend Mike. Hung out a few times. All he wanted to do tonight was have sex. Moved in kind of rough. Things got rough. Damn. Queen's not having it. Yo, where he at? Cut to him being hung off the balcony like his vanilla ice or bird in five heartbeats or Woody Harrelson money train mm. repeat offender doing the Suge Knight hung off the balcony is back boys the Donna man from New Jack City also held somebody over the side of the bridge mm. salute to the Donna man and Suge Knight Steve Martin was a prop comic she calls Sarah over makes Mike say sorry no means no everybody laughs Queen is strong as a motherfucker her shit must be tight I couldn't do that shit you saw what she did to Missy Pyle She's not messing around. She ain't. Big movie for underage dating. Yeah. Also, no means no. Ha 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 ha. Let's all laugh at his bitch ass for acknowledging consent. <laughs> Turn of the century, bitch. <laughs> Cut to Peter being pissed. She was where? Calm down. She's 14. She's 15. Oh. He doesn't know his daughter's age. Charlene, who's been there for a couple days, already knows his daughter better than him. She explains Sarah needs a father, not a warden. Can't get mad or she'll never tell him anything again. So he's talking to her, trying to understand, remaining calm. She says he tried to get all up in that, <laughs> which she didn't. A party where kids were drinking and tripping on E. He mentions Charlene bitch slapping him. That was some night. She wants everything out in the open and has so much more to tell him now. Oh, and then he gets real scared. <laughs> Screams into a pillow in his room and takes some pills. More screaming. Wakes up the next morning next to the bottle of pills. Looks at the picture of him and his wife. He jacked it, didn't he? This is a weak-ass liar liar. Yeah, for sure. Racist, racist. He's like a G-dog on a fly tip. Flossing with the pussy. 
cutting in the crib. What the fuck does that mean? Hey man, I don't want to beat your ass, but I will beat your ass. All right, he shows up to Kate's. Sees her bringing out the car, but she thought she was in the mountains. Lies about a driving shortcut. She calls bullshit. Lies about bears mauling the campers and eating them. She wonders about his life. Anything hip and new? No. <laughs> Super awkward. He's about to ask her to come over, and the phone rings. Phone rings. Even though it was dunked in water last night, two nights ago. It's a new phone. He had at least go to T-Mobile, Booze Mobile. This is his third phone, by the way, because the first time he was thrown in a pool with the phone in the pocket, that's Dunzo. Yeah. The second time she put his phone in the thing, now this is his third phone that he's on. We'll find out it's made out of titanium in just a bit. Vibranium. Charlene says to get home now. Arness is on her way. He forgot. I will be home in my own sweet time, girlfriend. And Kate takes this word literally. How would Charlene know? Howie. Oh, yeah, no, that's actually a great point. Freak boy. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> raced to clean up the house. Son is still reading Jugs magazine. Yep. Charlene wants to tell him something. He has no time. No time. 92%, yo. No time for fake ones. Sees our nest peeking through windows. Billy Shakes has a bow tie. I'd embarrass her ass out there peeking in my window. Yeah, you don't get caught doing that shit. Oh, she gets a lot worse than peeking in windows. For sure. But I would have drew line there. Shout out to Steve Martin for taking the magazine and throwing it on top of the shit. And that was all one take. When he walks in the house, he's talking to everybody. Da, 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 we got to clean this place up. He grabs the magazine. He throws it on top of the shit. That was all one take until... He goes to answer the door. Steve Martin was a prop comic. Fire. Like the water bottle trick. She'll get right to the point. Rumors circulate his personal life and home are in disarray. Makes her feel unsettled. He has his kids say hi. Being very polite. Want help on homework. Call him father. Remind him to come to the school and hand out food to the poor kids. Have I ever forgotten to help the poor kids? If he was a real businessman, like a real player, he would have brought attention to her looking in the window so she would have came in the house already down 1-0. Oh. You feel me? So she would have been defense. Although, to his credit, he doesn't have any power in this, so maybe he thought, I can't risk anything. You know, I'm okay. with you. That is the move, but I do understand. He's playing scared. He can't risk the account. He was playing a prevent defense. Okay. I would have asked, I was like, uh-oh, I know you ain't peeking on my children, is you? The only thing prevent defense prevents is winning. Touche. Message. She buys it. Lovely home. Children well-behaved. She notices the heavenly smell of Charlene's home cooking, and this is where that exposition about her growing up in Georgia is going to come into play. Mm. He's trying to shuttle her towards the contracts, but she calls the dining table inviting. So annoyed by her at this point. Says there'd be room for one more. Oh, well, let me just go check if there's enough food i'm not i'm not sure because uh actually this is the night of uh, uh Yemenum, the uh the holiday where white people eat very little portions because that that was the night the lord came down and he was he was given food and it was just too much and he said no and so he had a smaller portion and that's that's why we might not have enough so I'll just go check on uh, what the Lord would say. Just one second. This is not the best lie here. And this is when I texted you guys. Top five liars. Oh. In cinephobe history. No, don't, don't, don't tease. Don't, don't tease it too much. But yes, this what? lie was. <laughs> don't tease it too much. Don't tease it too much. <laughs> I just said that it's a category. We have a show now. We're going to do all. Yeah. We got top five teases. Amin doesn't want you to ruin that Ben Stiller and. <laughs> It's number one. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Market. It was pretty funny, though. I liked his lie. Oh, really? I thought it was kind of weak. About white people being stingy or whatever. But he's lying to a white person about it. That's where I'm like, well, that doesn't really make sense. But she's from somewhere else, and that's why I thought maybe that I could throw. I guess, yeah. <laughs> he asked Charlene for a favor. She says she got it. 
anything and holy shit the outfit he has her put on. real quick costume change and getting their hair done while cooking dinner incredible work by charlene that skirt was hey all right queen i see you. oh damn hold on now oh don't let betty hear you talking like that juju <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Betty, i already know what she she number one in my heart and yours betty nugs mrs arnis is going through this nigga mail. I'm like, okay, at some point. That's what I'm saying, bro. You got to draw a line. Fuck out of here, man. Someone's got to call her out on that shit. That was nuts. She would have been down two strikes, and I wouldn't even pitch yet. This nosy bitch. This nosy bitch. This nosy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's talking about her... Childhood in the South. Oh, boy. Talks about Ivy's jambalaya. The descriptor there is important. Our Ivy's jambalaya. She was so wonderful. We paid her nothing, of course, you know. Yeah, of course. But then people had standards of service in those days. And of course, Ivy did know that you serve from the left and collect from the right. Eh. She's building and building. And I, I was like... This is all kind of corny. Charlene, Mimes beating her with the tongs, and then finds laxatives in the kitchen cabinet. Would that go in the kitchen? No, that's a bathroom thing, man. Pepto-Bismol and other stuff up there above the spices. I feel like that's a dangerous game. That's a movie thing. What? I just don't know that people buying laxatives? 20 CB, probably. Yeah. That's some shit that would have been in power. Yeah. Very powerific. You're right, Juju. <laughs> she drenches Arnest's plate and laxative while talking to herself. Then she serves the plates. Arnest says it's too much. She switches plates with Peter. Char's trying to tell him. Mm-hmm. But then, you know what? He deserves it for making her wear the outfit. He can't pinpoint the particular taste in the food. Sage? Is it an herb? <laughs> no, it's sort of more like a milk of mint. My milk of magnesia. Oh, the taste is explosive. Well, good then. Enjoy. And then, oh boy, Arnest calls her back. Oh, just one moment. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lovely, sad Negro spiritual, <coughs> but Ivy's brother just. Uh, are you all right? Oh. Uh, anyway, Ivy's brother used to sing this when he came in from the tobacco fields. Mama, is Massa going to sell us tomorrow? Yes, yes, yes. Mama, is Massa going to sell us tomorrow? Yes, yes, yes. Mama, is Massa going to sell me? Yes, yes. Oh, watch and pray. Now, there's a second verse. If you'd like to join in the chorus. My note was, oh my God, Clip It Maze, Golden Dumpster nominee? Is that allowed? She sings the fuck out of it. And then when she says, we're going again, join in. Join in. (laughs) I will lie. She was so happy. Unlock that golden dumpster for Betty White. Oh, no! Oh, no! no I laughed. Oh, no! I was laughing so hard. Two old white bitches fighting <laughs> over the golden dumpster. Oh! The song was so ridiculous. Right. Mama is master gonna sell us tomorrow. Right. Yes. What the yes. fuck is happening? Right. And them kids funny as fuck. No, they timing when they drop the forks. They were great. They should get raises. You know me. 
I hate kids, but they were great. Yeah, yeah. Ivan's brother would come in from the tobacco field singing, Mama, is Bester going to sell us tomorrow? What is she up to? Like, what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dog, I was thrown off by how funny that shit was, man. Bruh. Because it was in stark contrast to the rest of this movie. Mm. Why do y'all want her account? Cancel this hoe, like, you feel me? Like, Multi-billions, man, man. There's billions <laughs> on the line, Juju. Hey, man, fuck it, bro. Hey, Juju, look, man. You like your job? You like this house? You like that Hawaii trip? You like that car? Exactly. You like your ex-wife house? Because that's two houses he's probably paying for. Mm -hmm. She ain't working. Bro, you got to chump her at least a little bit. It's my thing. Like, I'm going to say something by now. Me, personally, you're not going to go through my mail, look through my window without me. At least, man, you know. I see you. He can't say anything because now his stomach is fighting him. Hold on. <laughs> look through the mail. Look through the window. Invite yourself to dinner, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Tell racist stories about your upbringing. And then finally, sing a Negro spiritual called oh, man. <laughs> Mama is Master Gonna Sell Us Tomorrow, man. Is this the most racist person we've had in cynical history? Yes. CT5, most racist people. Oh, that's a good list. Put that on the oh, list. Don't tease it, Amir. Put that on the list. Right, this whole fucking with Hitler now. Like, she out of here. <laughs> she going crazy right now. This is an English march shot. It's Queen Elizabeth. He runs to the bathroom. Daughter excuses them. We get some breaking news position. The FBI. Looking for Charlene Morton, fugitive at large. Noir. She escaped from prison she wasn't released and we see a surveillance tape of her wielding a gun in a bank with the mask on with the mask on yeah mask off our nest sees it they all turn around and look at her. She waves sheepishly. Cut to our nest leaving. This is a terrible twist. No way it doesn't come up for six days. I don't understand anything. We need to drop a bomb into the narrative here. Well, we've seen Fled, so maybe. Nobody turned the TV up. Nobody turned it on! No one turned it on, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Why is it? It's in the kitchen! That motherfucker just started blasting out of nowhere. Those little portable TVs in the kitchen? 20 CB. Nah. People loved having that shit back then. My grandma still has a small TV. In the kitchen. That was in the middle of the dance floor at the club. She been hanging niggas over the balcony. Yo. She been throwing house parties. She been doing so much shit wanted by the cops. Juju, <laughs> forget about all that Lalo shit. This motherfucker Googled her and brought up her whole rap sheet. Yes. Did it say, oh, by the way, she's escaped? Come on, bruh. And then Juju, <laughs> now that it's on TV, what does she do? She wears a bright pink outfit and goes walking around in public. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Big pink. Howie and Peter talk in the next day. <laughs> Todd walks by with the Arness estate file. Says, don't, don't drop, drop the song. Oh, my God. Howie's really worried about Charlene, man. Oh, you're worried about the poor, innocent, frail creature who can hardly take care of herself on the street? What about me? They looking for her, Vivica, Jada. I'm talking they call that one <laughs> HD, red-handed. By the way, she leaves, and now she's still walking around. Living life. Steve Martin was a proud comic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. And an accessory. Ah! <laughs> he sees the FBI talking to his bosses. Says, you haven't seen me. Howie says, I have seen you. No, I mean, you haven't seen me. I'm looking right at you, Peter. Not getting it. Howie wants Peter to tell Charlene. If you do hear from her, please tell her the cool points are out the window and she's got me all twisted up in the game. It's like a G-dog on a fly tip. Peter runs to his car. Widow's waiting in the back seat. Puts the gun at his head. That's so aggressive. Slams his head into the horn. Doesn't want the case reopened. Tells him to stay out of her life. If he has to come back, things are going to get bloody. 
Then he's about to get out, leaves the door open. Peter slams on the gas, conveniently throwing him out of the door. Gun goes flying. Okay, whatever. He escapes. Come on, man. He just going to slam the brakes like that? Completely unnecessary. How'd he get in the car, by the way? Good question. Like, why didn't he just steal the car? <laughs> Back at home, we get exposition that Sarah gave Charlene his new $600 titanium cell phone. Come on! Oh, man. I wonder if there's going to be some kind of callback for that. Probably not. <laughs> titanium cell phone, $600. Oh, TOCB. She's sitting on a park bench. Phone rings. Just chilling. Fugitive from the F fucking BI. <laughs> you know what she's not doing? Flooding. It's not flooding. She's sitting in the middle of MacArthur Park playing Pokemon. <laughs> she's looking at her nails. <laughs> Location on. On a cell phone. She gets it out of her bra. Future callback. I know who set you up. Who? Cut to her on the street. Peter pulls up. She gets in. Explains what happened. It was Widow. Charlie Widow? No one is surprised by this twist except for Charlene. He's probably downtown at this club called the Down Low. You can't go there. A white man at the Down Low is either a cop, a corpse, or a crackhead. The three C's. On the Down Low. I said a club called the Down Low? Exactly. Turn to 20 CB, baby. Uh, down Low. Down Low. Mark it. Oh, 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 yeah. Mark it. <laughs> I'll figure out something, he says. Also, Howie told me to tell you the cool points are out the window. You got them all twisted up in the game. She calls it the nicest thing anybody's ever said to her. Peter can't believe it. She looks wistfully out the window. He's dropping her off at home, headed to the office for a conference call. She calls Freak Boy and needs a ride. The FBI is looking for all of you. You're going to the office? The movie does not make sense at all. Pull up to Arness's enormous house. Yeah, that's an estate, man. Todd is pouring himself a drink. Compliments her. You have great ankles. What? Were you a dancer? Yeah, well, yes, I was. I bet you had great presents. <laughs> and I need to clip her reaction. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is top notch. What? Todd's trying to fuck. It's official now, right? Yeah, he's trying to get in. It's official now. That shit been official since the credits, sir. I did, but nobody agreed with me back when I said it at the beginning of the movie. Bruh, he is rabid. <laughs> he's horny. He like me on Betty. Well, he charms her. Right, he got her. She with it. There's moisture, for sure. Oh, mark it. <laughs> He said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Charlene busts in, tells Todd he's nasty, promises she's not here to cause trouble, says Julia's tied up, tells her Peter isn't responsible, a great lawyer, and one of the most decent men she's ever known, and Todd interrupts. You could clip that Todd line. I don't feel comfortable saying that. Now, if only you knew the lengths he's willing to go to to help a friend. That's what this whole... Listen, sister. Sister. Why don't you go back to Sanderson and the whole jungle fever thing the two of you got going on before I call the cops? I say, pretty boy. You ever met the big hurt? The who? <laughs> Mama said, knock him out. Hangs up the phone. Forget what she said. Anders is obviously a hard learner and calls for Howie. Howie's got the dog tied up. <laughs> dog toy ball gag. Kate comes to his house. The feds are there. They're doing a search for Charlene. Peter pulls up to the down low, sees an argument. Two guys walk by. He stops them. Excuse me, homeboys. <laughs> he dangles a hundo out the window. He is definitely looking for a Z job, man. It's going to take way more than $100, man. Back the fuck up, Antonio. Magic. I legit was like, okay, come on. The club's called the down low. He stops two guys and just sheepishly puts out a $100 bill out the window. Man. I'm sorry, guys. We would have took his Honda, his car, and everything else he got back in my this 
pushed it is. Or they might have sold some ass. One of the two. And now, oh God, he's dressed in one of their clothes. Oh my God. This is not good. A hundred bucks? For all that shit? Right, bruh. With the chains? Bruh, that Anichi sweater is at least 76. Minimum. Easy, easy. Even a fake chain's gonna be five bucks a pop. Right, ain't we? That's what and one shoes on? Them bitches were at least 79. Nah, they probably saved money on the shoes, though. Truth be told, everything else oh, is like- Oh, three and ones? No, sir. Bruh, I don't know, bruh. No, sir. That's 90 bucks right there. Right, with Taz. Oh, 03N1? That's the peak, man. What are those, the Marburys? The half and half. Oh, the Tai Chi, yes, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. 20th century. He's dressed exactly like B-Rad now in Malibu's Most Wanted. Right, he is B-Rad. Except it's Steve Martin. It's like Birdman and Lil Wayne. B-Rad and Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> like father, like son. <laughs> Speaking right. of Birdman and Lil Wayne... Cash Money Records playing in the club. Cash Money Records, yes. You feel me? Say, yo, you got a bathroom in here? He walks in. What's the deal, yo? Who's your daddy? Back that booty up, put it on the glass. It's like a G-Dog and <laughs> a fly tip. Everyone's staring at him. I fucking hate this scene so much. T-O-C-B threw up on everybody. Everybody's dressed. Yeah. The girl with the low bucket hat. The guy with the Tory Holt jersey. Everything about it was T-O-C-B. <laughs> He would have got beat up so many times on that wall. It wouldn't even never happen. This is L.A. Right. He wearing blue. That alone would have got his ass killed. Pop, pop. Come on, man. He's walking through the club. Stand and you hold it, hold it, ass to Because I'm all about crunching some of that boozing fan The caption said, Jimmy highs. I was like, come on. Yeah, it sure did. You white motherfuckers. <laughs> This is right after the kids tell mom that dad's not the same guy anymore. Yeah, he's really cool. How has he changed? How much time has he spent with them? Three days. That scene must have been cut. From what we've seen is the dinner. He wasn't shit before this. That's the problem. This how ain't shit he was. They've been going to the club every fucking day. But he doesn't hang out with them. Not at all. He be kicking them out. Go play in the pool for seven hours. No supervision. And the daughter's been out all night raging. 35-year-olds. Cut to Arness with Howie. Charlene finds out that he went looking for her downtown. Flip a you. And Howie says, downtown's where I live, precious. That's what it was, Maze, earlier when I was trying to remember. Because he calls her precious. Oh, but you thought of precious. The first time he did it, I had to Google, wait a sec, when did precious come out? Mm, after. Oh, yeah, that would have been a bit try. He would have never formed his lips to say some shit like that to his queen. <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of bold, man. Bro, he's so bold. He got her, though. He ain't he ride or die. What next note? I will not repeat any more of this dialogue. Just clip every uncomfortable pronunciation of it. This is the worst thing we've watched. This scene is the worst. Yes. Can you swerve, snowman? I'm trying to people wild. When he's talking about I got business, they're like, come on, man, just go dance with the woman. And they push him out there. I swear to God, I heard him say nigga. I swear to God. I rewound it a million times, and the caption just say rap music plays. But I'm like, no, no, no. Underneath the music, I heard him say, all right, nigga. Damn, let's cancel his ass. No, I mean, this is the cat meowing during Kumite song. Did you not hear it? Which you were right about, but you're going to have to give us some evidence here that this happened. He like a dog with a bone with this one. <laughs> 
Oh, he's wrong. All right, fuck. He's going to dance now. He's getting grinded on. Then there's a fat girl. Then he's getting sandwiched like Lincoln and Sino Man. And he has the O face. The dance sandwich, is that a TOCV thing or is that still happening? I'm old. I don't go to the club like that. Nah, it's still going on every night right now. Shout out to the sandwich. But the girl, we got to respect the queen. This was Beanie Siegel wife and state property. She was dancing oh. on them. Got to goddamn put her out here. A reference. Salute to you, Sandy. Widow shows up. Is Peter coming? Absolutely. Why is there a dance battle now? Walks right into a break dance battle with Chris Judd, who was briefly married to J-Lo. They threw it on him. He busted nut. And then all of a sudden, all these other people start dancing. These strangely diverse people. I'm so checked <laughs> out of this movie at this point. Back to Howie's car. You'll get a life sentence for this. You're a kidnapper and a whore. Hey, keep talking, T-Bag. Yeah, you'll be gumming your bubbles and squeak. This is when we find out that Joan Plowright is related to Lord Teabag from Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Peter's still dancing, very lazy break dancing. They want him in the back room. Tells him he got the outfit from his mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why do white people have a lisp when they do black voices? Right, I don't like his black voice. Again, like Malibu's most wanted. That's what I'm saying, yo. I'm like, why you? Why do you have a lisp? Why do you think that? I don't hear color, so I don't know what you mean. They be acting like we all damn hillbillies, like we Beverly Hillbillies. Why I gotta be so crazy? But with a lisp, always with a lisp, right? Which insinuates idiocracy, brother. Yes. And you know who was in the idiocracy? Luke Wilson. And you know his brother, Owen, brother. Wow. Think between the lines. Wow. Look, I ain't gonna take you there, but just think. I thought you were going to say Terry Crews. Me too. Boom. <laughs> See? Real Hoopers know. Charlene, Howie, and Arness show up to the club. They tell her to sit down. They go to the back office. She orders a double seven and seven. Seven mm. and seven. I said, you basic bitch. <laughs> and Juju is there to hit on her. Right. How are you doing? Exactly. Yes. But also, seven and seven was like the first drink I would order. That's the Satan juice right there. I've told the story before. When I first started drinking, I was drinking with my cousin and his friends outside on a stoop drinking E&J. So when I first started going to the bar and being like, can I get an E&J on the rocks? And they were like, we don't have that. And I was like, what kind of establishment? Because I didn't understand that E&J was a cheap-ass drink. I was like, oh, you guys don't care. <laughs> These guys don't have E&J. Yeah, that's exactly how I was. Bro, that was the first thing I ever drunk. That was my first time I ever drunk in life was Irk and Zerk. Same note, too. I got a big bottle. I thought I was drinking a regular amount, but I was doing way too much. And I end up laying down in the middle of the street that night. Nice. That'll happen. You feel me? Once I graduated to understanding what liquors are available at a bar, seven and seven was what I used to order. And I used to get the weirdest looks yeah. with my friends. Like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's a seven and seven. And this billionaire, <laughs> that's what she drinking? She heiress. She comes to the club, to the download club. And order the seven and seven. That's what you get at the download, man. That's the drink. That's a signature drink. <laughs> I mean, now the download. <laughs> Is in an area. <laughs> How did Steve Martin get past the butt funnel onto the dance floor? <laughs> he didn't. He buffled right in there, man. Yep. And now we got some interaction. Yeah, and now we got some interaction. And now he's going to stay longer and buy a drink or two, you know? You got these flunkies at the bar harassing your patrons. <laughs> now we've got a, a menu that can actually <laughs> attract the women. Amin's trying to win Lewis Pinnock right here. <laughs> when her drink shows up, she tosses a straw. The guys are impressed. She chugs it. Peter turns his boombox up. Starts rapping to N.E.R.D. I thought he had a purse this whole time. I didn't realize until this part that it was a boombox. Slung over his shoulder. 
like a satchel. Widow orders him to empty the room. He shows him the gun. Three seconds while you're here. Offers to hide his money. So you want to help me launder my money? Says the criminal about to go down. The record <laughs> button was so red. <laughs> I feel like it was an entity in the room. It was so red it would have got shot in that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to realize. I didn't put two and two together. I knew he hit record and shit because the red button. Oh, he would have got your ass. Yeah. No, I knew he hit record, but <laughs> what threw me off was later on the reveal that it was a cassette player. Mm-hmm. You thought he was CDR in that shit? Now that I think about it, I was like, yeah, how could it have been a record? It's been so long since I had physical media and shit. He's like, hold on. And he brings out an <laughs> iMac and starts setting up a boom <laughs> mic, <laughs> setting up Harmon sticks and shit. Nobody bump it. Nobody bump it. <laughs> We're going to get error in the recording. <laughs> All right. He tells Charlene's ready to roll over, knows who the accomplice is. He says, that's pretty funny. There was no accomplice. Someone in a wig and a dress. Meanwhile, Joan Plowright is smoking a joint with the dudes at the bar. Having the time of her life. Living life. Everybody converges. She tells Widow to let him go. He throws Peter to the ground, sticks a gun in her face. Everybody sees it. Peter elbows him in the dick. Gun goes flying. Howie grabs it. Who got the gun now? Howie looks terrified while holding it. His eyes bug out. Charlene's talking shit and then turns the gun sideways in his hand. Yeah, she has him turn it sideways. Which is so goofy. But just think about his path, like his trajectory. He saw her in the damn office. Mm -hmm. And now he literally got the scrap on her ex-boyfriend in the hood telling him to back off for her. This is a triumph story. This is a love story. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't see it. Mm -hmm. It's a rom-com. You feel me? The story of Freak Boy. What light through yonder window breaks. (laughs) You feel me? For he is the fucking son (laughs) and fucking queen is the east. William Shakespeare, the dog. You did. Peter knocks into Howie. He turns and shoots and hits the bar. Arnest is standing on the bar. In the chaos, she goes, uppercuts Widow. He gets the gun on the ground. Arnest calls people pussies for leaving. She says she's going to leave. He shoots her in the chest. We hear a clank. Let me guess. Titanium foam? Bulletproof. Nothing to lose. Fire away. Fire away. Ricochet. Something away. him as the FBI busts in. Bullets stuck on the phone. Howie's happy she's alright. Don't ever scare me like that again or I'm gonna have to give you a nasty spanking if I'm not being too subtle. Such a damn freak. FBI grabs Peter. They grab her. He can prove she's innocent. The boombox was recording a tape. 20 CB. Oh my god. Much to a mean surprise. I was like a cassette. Foiled. You have behaved. I've bothered to play. I've bothered to play. Abominably. Uh, no. Shakespeare. No, wait, this is serious. And I'll have you dis. dis bard. Dis bard? Dis bard? Oh, to hell with it. 
I do believe I'm stoned. <laughs> I do believe I'm stoned. This isn't how the justice system works, by the way. No. She would still get arrested. Right. She escaped prison. She's still getting detained until they can clear her name. Exactly. Him too. He aided and abetted a known convicted felon. Well, middle class white guy in LA, he might not. Yeah, that's true. Lawyer. Everybody would have been down the road. All of them. Mm -hmm. Even grandma, your high ass. Come on. Yep. Carl's Williams Shakespeare, ugly and heavy. Just like Baxter. Wants to go to a 24-hour diner. I'm dreadfully hungry. <laughs> Those the bar guys. Cheesy homies. He's like a G-dog on a fly tip. She was throwing rocks and getting fucked that night too, goddamn. Grandma oh. at that bar. What? Oh, with the dudes. They told her good night. Yeah. It was two on. Um, hey, shoot. <laughs> Tag team. Sandwiches. Sprinkles. Tag <laughs> Team up again. <laughs> Butt funnel. Back again. Tag team back again. <laughs> uh, they do say check it's erect now. Let's begin. So maybe you know what? You might be onto something. And you know what else they say? Sprinkles, goddammit. Todd tells his bosses he can't get a hold of her. As they walk up, Peter's clearing out his office. He's going out on his own. One multi-billion dollar client. Howie's his partner. I'm all over it, G. Flossing with the pussy. Cutting in the crib. They walk out. He does a Charlene impression. Why? Unnecessary. <laughs> Ashley's leaving his boss's office, wiping her mouth. She just finished rummaging to fruition. Right. She did. Say goodbye to half your stuff. I'll call you. Guess the set with a buck. <laughs> I did like how he said, Ashley, who are you doing here? They park in Santa Monica. Office space for rent lease. Charlene's waiting in his office. Appreciates what he did. She wants a hug. He says, white people don't hug. We do. You ain't white. I'm off white. Huh? What? What What if that's where Virgil got it from? You white, you Ben Affleck. Shut up, reindeer games. <laughs> Kate walks in, sees them hugging. She's uncomfortable. She's been the one shaking things up around here. Oh, did I miss the part where Ashley came out from clearly sucking dick? Yep, you sure did. Fuck. You were in your phone. Damn. You got a note on it that you want to get off or <laughs> just want to bring up that you missed it? Yeah. Just she was clearly sucking dick. That's his note. The note is she just clearly got done sucking dick is the note. Great. <laughs> Glad we got that in there. Steve Martin was a prop comic. Whenever she was doing the Tabo situation, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. I'd be knowing her from more of her later acting shits. But she had her day where she was in there. Like, salute. Mm, yeah. She's great. Really attractive, but she's got kind of crazy eyes. Yeah, like an edge. So she gets a lot of parts where, you know, like in Dodgeball, they put a shit ton of ugly makeup on her and stuff. Right. She's totally comfortable playing an unattractive woman. But she could get it. Oh, of course. She could get it. Her Betty, grandma, through there, up through there. Grandma. Jean Smart, don't forget about her. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. Hacks, come on. <laughs> well, oddly enough, my next note was just fuck already. <laughs> and he wants to say something. The cool points are out the window and I'm all twisted up in the game. What does that mean? It means I love you. It's like a G-dog on a fly tip. Flossing with the pussy. Cutting in the crib. What the fuck does that mean? Man, I don't want to beat your ass, but I will beat your ass. Phone rings. He tosses out the window. Ah, oh, he learned. Chaka Khan starts up again. Work-life balance. And then had to get one more joke in here. Ugh. Calls Eugene Levy Rostamon is putting Jamaican beads in his braided hair wig. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? I hated this. Holla at your boy. Who's your daddy now? She sits on his lap. Boy, you are some kind of freaky. Roll credits and the pier is back, boys. Repeat offender. Start tracking it. It's not, though. It's a different pier. No, that's the pier. That's the same one, man. Not from Taken. That's not Santa Monica. 
That's Malibu. That's Santa Monica in this movie. They're in Santa Monica, but they showed the Malibu Pier. No, that's the Santa Monica Pier. I'm telling you that's not the Santa Monica Pier. 100,000% because the building I worked at is in the background. It's Santa Monica Beach. Mm, Terminator timelines. <laughs> that's where the Golden Dove store was. Right there, Ocean <laughs> Wilshire. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> well, I mainly eat out of a dumpster. <laughs> I should try that. I need some new dresses. Don't. <laughs> or if you do, stay away from the one in Ocean and Wilshire. That's mine. Seriously. Stay out of it. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Hello, listener. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that we at Cinephobe love our pets. Zach and Boogie are inseparable. I've got two cats and a dog. And Amin is giving his best ass on performance to convince dog owners that he loves their pet. Hey, Noodle. Hey, boy. How you doing? And Noodle's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Which is why today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. For many pet parents, summer is all about making travel plans like adventuring through the national parks, visiting pet-friendly beaches, or road tripping across the country. Wherever your journeys take you and your furry friend, you can help protect them along the way with the plan from ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for your eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. 
who cares if you lose the game? You got this off your chest. I mean, it's just one night of bar trivia. Ooh. One night of bar trivia is sacrosanct us. Trivia is sacrosanct. Gene Smart and Betty White are the only actresses to win all three comedy Emmy nominations, comedy lead, supporting, and guest categories. Mm, deserved. According to the DVD commentary, the house in which Kate Sanderson lives is the same house from Father of the Bride. Oh. As we mentioned, Michael Rosenbaum is wearing an ass-on wig. Mm -hmm. Jason Filardi's original screenplay was titled jailbabe.com jailbabe.com and he had adam sandler and angelina jolie in mind when he first wrote it oh boy but they both turned it down wow so then he added some racism <laughs> made the whole movie happen right. how does that work with angelina jolie at all it did 160 man he knows what he's doing charlene's name is charlene morton morton is the last name of queen latifah's character in chicago oh, damn and you know morton was a salt which is also Angelina Jolie, mm -hmm. which is keep your third eye open on the prize. She was wanted. Producers wanted the slang that was spoken in this movie to be current and relevant to the time period in which the movie was released. They got mm. it. This proved to be difficult as words take on different meanings to become, quote, ebonics almost every day. Mark. In parentheses, whatever words they used during filming might not have been in circulation by the time this movie was released. In order to play it safe, some of the... Ebonics Market. spoken in this movie was made up by the actors and actresses on the spot. Boys, we got a Tony Medley. Oh, we sure do. Poor Steve Martin. As far as I'm concerned, he ranks with Richard Pryor as the funniest stand-up comedian ever. What? His SNL monologues from the late 70s and his essays in The New Yorker are exceptional. But unlike Pryor, he has yet to make a good movie. In his career? Man. His acting was the best thing in The Spanish Prisoner. Script was so poorly planned that the ending made a mockery of what came before. His best film was Father the Bride, which paled in significance when compared with the Spencer Tracy, Elizabeth Taylor original. Leading me to wonder, for the nth time, why they remake a classic. The remake is never as good. People told me that bringing down the house was funny, so I went, expecting finally a Martin breakthrough. Lamentably, Martin is still awaiting his breakthrough. This thing is excruciating. Queen Latifah does her best to save it, but the weak script is full of pejorative stereotypes. It shows all elderly white ladies as hopelessly racist. Black people are all jive-talking rappers. Martin's children are so ridiculously drawn they look like refugees from the Munsters. Director Adam Shankman tries to create comedy by Martin's frustration with Latifah's outrageous behavior, a la Cary Grant in his screwball comedies with Katherine Hepburn and Irene Dunn. Alas, failure is complete. Grant was effortlessly funny, and Martin is obviously working hard to try to be funny, and that don't work, baby. The story is ludicrous. The story is ludicrous. But that doesn't necessarily condemn it being dreadful. A lot of successful entertaining comedies are based on ludicrous premises. A good script, competent directing, and accomplished acting can turn a ludicrous premise into winning entertainment. Here, Latifah, an escapee from prison, invades Attorney Martin's household, trying to get him to help her conviction overturned, thereby threatening Martin's relatively placid life and influencing his relationships with his clients, his children, and the wife from whom he is separated. Although there are a few chuckles, there aren't nearly enough to sustain 105 minutes of this, which seems interminable. While I'm sure that some people enjoy bringing down the house, some people. when I have to sit through stuff like this, I wonder whether people creating it ever actually sat through a screening and had it dawn on them, gee, maybe this is 20 minutes too long. Actually, this is 105 minutes too long. Damn, that shit was lamentably 
Bajorge of whatever the fuck. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Annette Berg, who when David Sanson was naming his best movies of all time, he said number three was The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And Adnan said, how long was that movie, David? And David said, about two hours and 39 minutes. And Adnan said, no. It was two hours and 39 minutes too long. And I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> he got his ass right between the eyes. Hey, oh. if they would have been in the studio together, they would have fired off on his ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had never seen him that mad before in my life. You're not going to get my number one. How about that? I don't know why Amin has shaken. <laughs> no, no, so why is Amin playing what? a harmonica? This is the desperate cry for blues, attention that he wants. Blues. He's his, singing the blues about like he metal wants his me. movies to get attention because he's got a podcast at Metal Arc Two. It's very popular. Quiet as it's kept, you have better ratings than Samson and Adnan. With your crappy movie collection of turds. <laughs> but at the same time, as much as I love a roasting of David Sampson, I'll never forgive Adnan for the horrible introduction he gave us at Moss and the hat he wore. Exactly. With the safari flaps in the back. <laughs> right. With the thong flip flops on. Boy, where the fuck you going? <laughs> you hosting an event. <laughs> and he was walking from Wynwood back downtown. Bro, you look like dad. I'd like you all to do an experiment on a plant, something that uh, may benefit mankind. And if you had devised something that groundbreaking, I guarantee you a A in this course. Oh, well, hold on, man. You firing me? You can't, you can't do that, Lionel. Look, man, I, if you don't want me to have a foreman job, I understand, but I need my fucking job, man. Louis Pinnock, Accent Award, Queen Latifah, code switching in the legal office, or the train wreck that was Steve Martin at the down low. It's got to be Steve Martin at the down low. Yeah. That's the worst. I mean, you guys even talked about it with the lisp and everything. I wanted to kind of fast forward through that spot because it was so uncomfortable. Like, oh. Oh, I hated it. Oh. Here's the deal. <laughs> Queen Latifah sounds just like Queen Latifah, not using any slang words. Just she wasn't in Set It Off, right? Like she's just in right. any other movie she's done. She sounded like Khadija James. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she sounded like Khadija. There you go. Let's show me who the horsemen are, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we got soul. Five horsemen. You got film noir with the fugitive alert being announced an hour plus into the movie. Turn of the century bitch with the phones and the... CD player, but it's racism, folks. It's racism. Racism exclamation point in Juju's notes. Yeah, you know what? Let me add an exclamation point there. Yep, there it is. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Ass on, ass off. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Michael Bean Memorial Ass On Award. I had Angus T. Jones as Georgie and Victor Webster as Glenn going to town on Kate's neck. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Glenn wasn't ass on. No, I believed he was a predator. Lex Luthor was ass on. I've got the stupid kid from Two and a Half Men. 
That's what's in my notes. And then it was just, how old was he? He like 20 or some shit? Something like that, yeah. It was her problem. Like, she be serious as hell. Then she turned into baby bop as soon as she hit the neck. Like, <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't give it to Glenn. Take notes. It's a cheat code. Glenn was definitely eating pussy. All right, so is that Angus T. Jones? Yeah, Angus T. Jones. His name is Angus. Motherfucker named after food, you fat fuck. Angus isn't food. <laughs> he didn't name himself. Angus beef. Angus beef, yeah. Black Angus. What are you talking about? Beef is the food. That's a type of... Yeah, right, right. Yeah, look, I see. If I name my kid Wagyu and you're like, well, it's not a food. Like, come on, what are we doing here? <laughs> Angus is an old Scottish name, Zach. His name's not Haggis. Oh, file. Haggis T. Jones. Haggis T. Jones. Carl Weathers Memorial Ass Off Award. The dog. The dog, for sure. Boogie. The dog is great, man. That dog, fire. That look he shoots in the restaurant, oh my god. And the kids, too. Betty White is Mrs. Klein. Joan Plowright is Mrs. Arnest. Missy Pyle is Ashley. We got us as a horse race. Queen's great. Queen Latifah, Charlene Morton, Steve Martin has his moments. He's also terrible in some parts. It's Peter Sanderson. And Betty was great. Yeah, Betty's great. Betty was great in that silk onesie in that first scene. Oh, Betty White. And my pick is Eugene Levy as Howie Rotman. Freak boy. Mm. I'm going Betty White, man. Because Betty White is the nicest person in the world if she played the bad person in this movie. I mean, that's against type. She did. But she looked good doing it. <laughs> she had more lines than the dog did, so I'll give it to her. I give it to the kids for that one scene, bro, for dropping the fork on time. <laughs> and that one scene? Nah, man, I can't. Just for dropping a fork? Bruh. Them kids made the scene. What are these standards, Juju? We gotta stop Juju from turning this episode. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what are we doing there? <laughs> Bruh, I feel like Betty White, she was a little heavy-handed with the racism. I didn't believe it at all. Oh, I believed it. Oh, I believed it, yeah. When she said Mandingo. <laughs> Maybe I'm too attracted to her for even that that shit affect me. Distracting. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You feel me? All right, well, still... Majority rules, Betty White. Yeah, I still her ass. Betty, Betty. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like a baseball mitt, like a glove, I hope. Golden Dumpster nominees. Oh, here we go. Peter secretly bribing the waiter while yelling at him. Ashley feeding the old man soup while describing Charlene to Kate. The repartee and fight. Between Ashley and Charlene, mm. Howie flirting with Charlene, Betty telling Georgie to change his bingo haircut, oh. Joan oh. Plowright oh. singing a spiritual, and Joan Plowright saying, what? <laughs> this shit is too hard. I also have when Steve Martin opens the door and Queen Latifah's dancing on his doorstep. I have looked at that picha. <laughs> Her opening the peephole door. Just that is a golden dumpster. Yeah. I think you're just going through observations now. <laughs> See, y'all talking about me with yeah. the kids. That motherfucker <laughs> poking the hole in the nose. They're nominees, man. They're nominees. Her lying about and being her baby daddy. Save it for the YMCA, Jemima. Oh. That. I'm a grown man of 54, 40, 40. <laughs> Bitches don't care about none of that shit. Bitches do care. <laughs> Mendingo. <gasps> and my winner. My absolute golden dumpster torn asunder, man. I thought Betty White was dancing off with it for the Mandingo line, but no, it's got to be Mama. <laughs> yep, that's a very tough one to beat. I think I'm going to go with that one, too. Sweet, 
Are we sweeping? It's tough to beat. Then you realize. I mean, I can't go against that, man. That is. I want to give Eugene Levy some love, but I don't think he can beat that. Brother. There was nothing in that movie that was as funny as that. Juju, you said you love the fork drop. This is it. That's the scene. Bro, I love the fork drop, but it's just tough to beat. Back at you, Shaniqua. <laughs> and also, Betty White is so off the top <laughs> ropes in that one scene. I mean, when she says, we got to change your hair because you look I could not like believe a- she said that. <laughs> Dog, man, that's Betty fucking White. I feel like I'm giving it to that when she told him to comb his hair. <laughs> that's fair. Golden <laughs> Dumpy. <laughs> You know what? I'm with Juju. He's not alone on that. I'll switch mine. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Comb your hair. You can't say that shit nowhere on earth no more. Dog. Imagine that. <sighs> well, Maze, you picked it, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I like that. Bob or file. So I did see this around when it came out. You've seen this? Yes. And I remember the Eugene Levy part. I remember him at the club, the disaster that that was. The parts that I did not remember so clearly were them bringing in Betty White and Joan Plowright to be horribly (laughs) racist old ladies. They got two of the nicest seeming ladies to act their ass off being racist. You've got Joan Plowright, up on the bar, smoking a joint, oh my getting the munchies, wanting to go to a diner. Eugene Levy, freak boy, and his horniness for Queen Latifah is A+. There's some really funny parts. There's some very problematic parts. And it's going to be A-file. Juju, you're the guest. What the fuck, <laughs> Maze? Maze. No, we're not. I'm not doing this shit Put anymore. All right. Game. We're not. We're not doing this shit. You didn't like this movie. Absolutely <laughs> oh. not. Maze, I was beginning to like oh, you. The, Absolutely oh, not. Oh, the fuck. Look, okay. My turn. Maze, I was beginning to like you. But at the same time, file to this movie. I agree with you 1000%, but you, my dog, I'm starting to see your ways for some fucking reason. <laughs> Me and you can watch this movie anytime. Run it back, <laughs> bit, bro. Let go. Go 49ers while I'm at it. Do you just want to jack it to, to the old women in this movie? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got your reasons for watching shit. You watch basketball, don't you? <laughs> Not to jack off. Well, you never know. Salute to Shamika Hoseclaw. Oh my God. This is a phobe. What the fuck are you guys on? What This is one of the worst movies we've done. Oh, no, bro. Aside from maybe two scenes, this is horrendous. It's not funny. <laughs> it's too long. The last 25 minutes of the movie are excruciating. It makes no sense. The girl was at a party for three days. For three days? <laughs> Bruh, I want to show this movie to people. That's the thing. I will watch this again to make sure people see what Betty White did. <laughs> Don't show this to people. <laughs> Don't do this, Juju. Don't show this to people. I care about you. No show. That's a foe, man. I cannot believe. Oh, my God. Violet, bruh. He got drunk, went to work, got in trouble, came home, did some other shit. I mean, you know what happened in Don't Be a Menace in the second act? Bro, my boy say, I want to dip you in peanut butter. The timeline got fucked up. What did he say when he sat at the table? Cheese Whiz. I want to dip you in Cheese Whiz. On a Ritz cracker. Bro, come on, bro. This is true player. This is like Max Julian. My boy really giving you Rudy Ramo. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Nah, he's not no Dolomite, brother. He's not no iceberg. 
boy got a stable job. You feel me? Cash on hand, pulling them. Steve Martin paid a hundred bucks to a couple of dudes on the street, out of his car, outside of a club called the Down Low. Hey man, he knew what hood he was in. And then came out wearing Iniche <laughs> and goddamn Tai Chi's and two chains. That were combined value fucking $7 a street. Salute the city boy. This, I mean, <laughs> I'm staggered. This might be the biggest film noir in cinephobe history. Not one, <laughs> but two files for this piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here. I'm furious. See, but this is the problem. Now he's going to take it out on us with his movie selection. What? Oh, you don't think there's going to be retaliation? Oh, okay. Oh, from Zach. Yes. I didn't know who you were talking to. Good. Let him hit the terrorism pick. <laughs> hey, this movie could have been Boat Trip. Like, we could have done Boat Trip instead. I can't imagine Boat Trip being worse than this shit. It absolutely is. No chance. 100,000%. Also, Zach, you filed White Man's Burden and both of you filed <laughs> Heart Condition. Those are good movies. <laughs> White Man's Burden is definitely better than this movie. Way better. For sure. Not even close. Way better. I don't know, bro. And Heart Condition. Come on, man. Denzel. Denzel and fucking Bob, Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. Kurt Rambis was the reason the Lakers won and all that. Come on, get out of here. She pulled that baby out of the basket on the beach? Get out of here, man. That black-ass baby. That's one of the greatest moments in cinema history. If someone had pulled the black baby out of a basket <laughs> in this movie, it would have put it over the top. Betty White had pulled one out of a rosebush. Look, if she had, it would. Hey, she get one put in her rose. Our condition, wow. <laughs> Make sure you send us your Lewis Pinnock Award, your five words from Asshole to Asshole, Gold Dumpster, and your phone file at Talk Hoops, at Darth Vader, at Core Buzzle, at Levin Dart Show, at Juju Gotti on ye old Twitter machines. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. Don't know. <laughs> Me and Maze became best friends right in front of our faces. That's what happened. Do you want to do karate in the garage? <laughs> yes. More than anything. I don't like what's happening. I appreciate y'all for allowing me on, man. Times get tough, you feel me? We be hard on ourselves and we be forgetting to laugh. And for the <laughs> last couple of weeks, bro, I be forgetting to have fun with this shit, bro. So y'all allowing me to come here and have a good time with y'all, man. I appreciate it, bro. Salute to y'all. I know he's been having a tough couple of weeks because they don't want to fuck Betty White, man. <laughs> <laughs> and again, man, it's out the window now. She's gone, bro. Damn. Oh, Betty, you are a one of a kind. Oh, Betty, you are on everyone's mind. Oh, Betty, you are a star burning bright. That's why we like Betty White. Oh, Betty, with your golden girl face.
chain is moving along towards you here you got two picks the good pick and apparently the terrorist pick like Lawrence fishburne in the matrix you got the red pill (laughs) and the blue pill what are you doing tell you what's gonna happen here boys okay i started out with i believe 24 picks of things i would want to do and i started you know i don't want to be a rental ah you know this and that and i got it down to two picks one that is just an absolute banger that i know we are going to have a time with and the other one is a terrorism pick. Wait, how many did you have originally? 24. You just said it as you were in your phone. Okay, I'm sorry. Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin was in this movie. Where's my bell? <laughs> my tools! You don't even know where your tools are. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, the bag of tools. That burlap sack, that bindle of shit that you carried around Miami. Gallagher looking ass. <laughs> All of a sudden, your carrot top. Like, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of carrot top, chairman of the board, future cinefo. Mm. Brad was tweeting about that the other day. Here's what's going to happen, guys. I'm not giving you the pick right now. Damn. I'm going to go back in the lab. I'm going to go back and research every fucking thing possible. Make sure no stone was unturned. No, this doesn't work, man. I'll give it to you guys pretty soon. All right, Mr. Wildcard. But why can't you just make your pick yeah. on air while we're recording? So we don't have to record an extra stinger. Pick up again and record you picking this shit. Well, maybe you shouldn't have lied and said you filed this movie. Mm. How about that? Yeah, burnt. Because that's the only reason this is happening. Because you lied. <laughs> you, you have a lied. terrorism pick you then, lied. you fucking coward. Just pick your terrorism pick. Coward. I'm going to make sure this is the biggest of nukes that I throw into this fucking podcast. All right. Dick Nukem. Dick Nukem. <laughs> What were the choices? You'll find out. This is fucking stupid. Good stuff. Now we play the waiting game. No, the waiting game sucks. Let's play Hungry Hungry Hippos. Zach Harper took five days to pick Almost Heroes, the 1998 comedy starring Chris Farley and Matthew Perry, thanks to Daisy Chain Link, Eugene Levy. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. 
New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.